oh, we got to get rid of that book thing, get that off of there. The thing don't work no more. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's Justin live from B2B Vault, the payment technology podcast sponsored by Nationwide Payment Systems, hosted by this guy, Alan Kopelman. And we'll be providing you educational information about fintech, payment processing, small business, and the technology businesses are using in the world today. And in today's podcast, it is Fintech Friday. Yeah. Shout out to everybody who made it through the work week. I myself was dead at home. Uh, I had the yoops, the yoops, uh, upatory, respiratory tract infection. It was terrible. Uh, I sound yeah, like crap. You sounded horrible. I still sound like crap. Uh, shout out to Modern Day Medicine. Uh, Benadryl, you are a great company. Uh, it does make me a little loopy, so this podcast shall be kind of interesting. <laughs> um, hope everyone had a wonderful uh, New Year's and uh, everyone stayed safe. No one uh, did anything ridiculously uh, stupid. Uh, <laughs> shout out to all the fintech followers out there. Uh, we we miss you. I know we can. Uh, you guys miss us. Uh, got a few questions. How come the podcast hasn't been posted? Decided to take a couple weeks off of posting the podcast, except for FinTech Friday. Uh, we wanted to get caught up with stuff around the office. Obviously, everyone's got their own stuff going on with the holidays, people in town, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's why you haven't heard it. Yeah. Interesting new topics. We're new topics, up. new ways to uh, promote the podcast. Uh, nationwide Payment Systems use recently hired a graphic design uh, social media marketer by the name of Camille. Shout out to her. She's doing a wonderful job yeah. promoting the podcast, getting Alan's name out there. Um, Samantha, with all the dope graphics again, thank you, of course. I uh, hope you guys had a wonderful New Year's. Um, Rocky. Yeah. Oh, and Rocky the mascot. Shout out to you, you grumpy old dog. I <laughs> uh, hope your master was nice to you with all the fireworks. He was. He got his little uh, calming liquid, uh, and he got a little steak for dinner. Ooh, uh, filet mignon. Yeah, of course, filet mignon. Scratch. As my father would say, spare no expense. Listen, I trimmed up the trimmed know, the fat for him and trim, everything. Trimmed the fat up and cooked it up for him. That's what I'm talking about. So he let you know he he thoroughly enjoyed himself. He had his calming liquid. He did get a little scared when I took him out for a walk. Yeah, because. Man, people were blasting off fireworks even in the daytime. No doubt. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I was not. We cooked uh, homemade Chinese dumplings. Hagao! Me and my dad love to make scream loud uh, obscenities while we're cooking in the kitchen, making shrimp. And uh, I made vegetarian dumplings with Beyond Meat sausages. Oh, nice. The texture was. I need something else to add into the to bind it all together. Maybe mushroom. I was just gonna say a shiitake mushroom, but then it's a little bit too watery. Well, you got to use probably portobello. Something I don't know. I needed something else because because with portobello or the white mushroom, you could put it in like a food processor and grind it up right, real exactly. good. And then, almost like you know, a breadcrumb. And you know what? But you could also use a little matzo meal. I, that's what I was gonna. I, I definitely should have made it more like a meat. Not ball. breadcrumbs, but matzo yeah. meals lighter. Yeah, I got you. I got you. It's but it, it's really they, all the kids who don't or aren't uh, vegan or vegetarian. They enjoyed it. Uh, I made also rasta pasta, which is just 
coconut milk and cheese and, and Jamaican jerk sauce. Yeah, I made like some, I made a bunch of, I was, you know, when I'm home, I cook a lot. So. Yeah, I was a cooking fool this weekend. I Sick. Was, but, yep. I was cooking anyway, all kinds of stuff. Spaghetti squash, eggplant. Spaghetti squash is delicious. Yeah. Made yes. some. Uh, You're like, making me hungry. I made like a ratatouille. I have no appetite. I made like a ratatouille, which was really good. Yeah. I make that, that, yeah. So let's get into yeah. anyway the subject matter yes. of the day, and then we'll get into <clears throat> a couple of questions at the end about people that ask us questions. So I want to give a shout out to this. You know, I've been reading this book called Banking on Digital Growth, the Strategic Marketing Manifesto to Transform Your Financial Brand by James Robert Lay. I actually showed this. So shout out to James Robert. Lane. We connected on LinkedIn. You'll yes. be reaching. Uh, We'd love to have you as a guest on the show. Yes, sir. And then I had my friend Dale, who writes for the Green Sheet. Mm -hmm. She she liked, I told her about this book. She liked it so much that she read it. And then she wrote a book review, which is just in the last um, Green issue Sheet? of the Green Sheet. Is she okay? I know that she said that she was. Was her husband. He's not oh. feeling good. Uh oh. So this was really good. And we'll get to some of the sections in this in this book because I think it's like really important to discuss like what they're talking about. So what he was talking about in the book, some of it came to do a whole book review. But, you know, digitizing, you know, when attended the financial brand conference a couple months ago in Las Vegas. And that ended up being one of the most popular um Podcast of all time because over 400 views, 400 downloads. listens and downloads. And then there were hundreds of people that watched the videos. Yep. So that was really cool that a lot, that many people, you know, consumed the one podcast. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a big opportunity that exists for financial institutions right now because there's a big vacuum because you have all these. We've seen in the last couple of years, all these like neo banks mm -hmm. and these apps pop up that do so some many. portion of banking, mm -hmm. right? So you can get a bank account, you can receive your paycheck there. Some of them will even know that because you get paid every week, they'll even give you like a little loan, like a hundred, 200 bucks. Some of those like chime. Yep. And you're in a pinch, more, you needed 20 bucks for right. Gas there's or more and more of these neo banks, but now those neo banks started to come under a little bit of uh attacks from the government. Before you hop into all that, what is you saying digitizing your bank? What does that mean? What so is so digitizing, digitizing the bank means that you that banks are losing their customers to the digital people platforms the platforms the which would be what digital banks that are only online mm -hmm. neo banks fintech companies who offer financial services online so you know fintech is a broad term financial technology and a lot of it has to do with loaning money like you talked about before you bought a car got a car loan insurance everything all through an app yep you know through a website and, you know, so people are, especially the younger generation, you know, I'm 62, you're in your 40s. Mm -hmm. 
people who work here. Samantha is in her 30s or almost 30. Early, late 20s. Late 20s. And Camille is very young. And they're really used to this financial technology. For them, it's the normal. Right. For us, it's new. And so now you see like a big shift that more and more people are shifting over to this. Just like we talked about, probably about 100 million businesses have used financial technology companies to get a merchant account or have some sort of payment processing for their business through financial technology companies and not the traditional way. So So, what is that? So banks need to, the big banks, they're so big that they're not going to make these moves to partner with fintech companies. They're going to go out and try to develop their own fintech, which could take years. They've always been trying to. No, but I'm just saying it could take them years because they move like a a slow, like a snail. Right. Yeah. Now, if you're a community bank or a small credit union, you have only a few branches or even maybe a hundred. It's not a public company. There's no board, depending on your setup. You can move a lot faster in the decision making process to say, hey, let's partner with this loan. Like I was looking at the other day, loan software. Right. Mm hmm. So this company had loan software where the bank can partner with the loan company, this this loan software company, install that on their website. Their software is intuitive. So once it's installed at, at the bank, it starts to go through everybody's bank account and it'll establish like who needs money, who's looking to maybe make some investments, open a CD, who hasn't bought a car in a while, maybe who's might be looking for a, uh, a home loan, maybe a person's looking for to get a home equity loan, right? It starts, that software starts to identify the oppor- those opportunities. Right. And then it can generate, they can generate emails or phone calls to those people. And then they can make it easy for them to apply for a loan. So instead of the whole clunky part, I remember buying my house 10 years ago. I had to go down to the bank. I had to go get out all this paperwork. I had to fill it all out by hand. Then the guy typed it all up. And then I had to go pick, go there and go sign it all. <laughs> and, you know, it was a whole manual process. Today, they already got inside your bank account, right? And even for like business loans, there's companies now, right? Where they can, you know, the, the, mer- the business owner can go to the website, log in, create an account, get their you know, connect their bank account, connect their QuickBooks or whatever other, you know, accounting software they're using, right? And then the loan company can analyze everything because they can see what's going on in their QuickBooks, what's going on in their bank account. They can say, oh, Justin, your company's eligible for $10,000. Billy Bob, you're eligible for $50,000. And then then they have like little, um, you know, like, you can change the, like, then then you can change, like, how fast you want to pay it back. Right, right, And right. adjust the interest and all that. Then you figure out which way you want it, maybe, or come back to it later. And then make your own, you know, the pick the terms that you want. Mm-hmm. Right? This is all financial technology. And banks need to embrace these companies and, and get and partner with these companies. Like I said, the smaller banks have this big opportunity because the big banks are not going to do it so fast. Right. They're not going to do it. It's going to take them years. 
So the small banks can do it now. The community bank, the credit union, get involved with a fintech company. You know, your merchants are running off to the, you know, PayPal, Square, Stripe, QuickBooks, et cetera, et cetera. There's, there's probably 40, 50 companies that have, you know, software where people can just apply for a merchant account on a website and get set up. No fuss, no muss, nobody to talk to, right? So the whole thing is, is that bank, this is an opportunity for the small financial institutions, right? The small financial institutions to get rid of that, to get, to get rid of that and to, to get, to partner with those companies, right? Partner with the, with, with FinTech companies, mm -hmm. right? And then be ahead of the game on the uh be ahead be ahead of the game on the uh on the big financial institutions right right so they can get ahead they can get ahead of the game and get and and not be lagging behind they can jump ahead leapfrog ahead because what's going to happen is all these younger people are going to the you know that's what they want you want so, a quick fast yeah quick fast and easy Quick, fast, and easy. That's what everybody wants, right? So it's a big opportunity now for the financial institutions to partner with fintechs. And that's why they need to do it because so that they can get more customers into their bank, keep them happier, give them the services that they want. Let Justin go to, you know, if he banks at your bank, he can go online, apply for a home equity loan, a car loan, whatever. There's no phone calls and asking what the rates are and then what are the terms and it makes it really, really easy. And that's yeah, the I mean, I I don't I'm not using your service if you don't have it like right. That. And the and and it brings value to the bank. So the bank becomes their you know, the bank's already trusted, right? Right. And people will trust the bank more than they'll trust some lendo company right dot com like lending, lending blah 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 dot com right they'd rather go to your bank so you you know you can just make it easier for your customers to interact with you digitally Absolutely. and that and and you just organize things i mean there's so many positive right but there's you know you can an get analyze people's bank accounts help businesses and especially like community banks and credit unions it's a great time to start working with small businesses maybe you don't work with small businesses today or you work with a small number of small businesses today and medium-sized businesses but those businesses they're not getting the attention from the big banks right they're not getting the attention and when they need money they go talk to their banker and the banker just you know they don't have time there's nobody working the desks they got to call up on the phone they're not getting what they want this is the time when and they don't have any fintech at these banks so this this gives it to where you can bring that fintech to them to your customers and bring it into your bank and start promoting that so that you can bring in new clientele new um you know new people to bank personally and remember like if you bank at the um if you bank at the at a bank you know, like if you bank at a bank, if I'm a business owner and I bank at a certain bank and then my employees need bank accounts, they're going to go to the same bank most of the time. Right. You know, many times you'll pick up maybe 
20, 30, 40, 50% of that employer's um, staff if you offer them something good, you know? And, you know, so it's important for banks to add to their technology, whatever you want to call it, their technology stack and, and partner with fintech companies. Like we partner with them to bring them non-interest revenue generators, merchant services, so they can compete against the companies who are doing a lot, taking away the business because people don't want to go the traditional route anymore. The same thing, partner with a fintech for the loans. They don't supply the loan. They just supply you with the software right. to do the loans so that you don't have to force your customers into the manual process, right? And there's many, many, like I was at that convention. There were all types of companies, you know, analyzing your data, offering software that linked up that could tell you who's looking for a loan mm. and so on and so forth. And the next thing that I don't really see small you know, another thing is, is like a lot of smaller banks also, maybe they want to take on some businesses that are in like higher risk type categories. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So maybe they want to ha have CBD hemp businesses or cannabis related businesses or, you what, know, they all want that. They just don't know what to do. Right. But they can partner with the right company for merchant services that could help them service those clientele. And they need to look away from like the big, the old, big clunky providers mm -hmm. and look at where you can go, where you can get somebody to, to bring in the, you know, bring in, bring in the new ability yeah. to help you bring in new clients. I mean, it, this seems like a great opportunity for community banks, you know, small underserved uh, communities with, you know, small, the, the play, you know, you go to a town and there's literally one bank, right? Right. You know what I mean? They, and there's, in that one town, there's now there's 50 CBD shops, all kinds of new stuff popping up. They don't know what to do. So, you know, they're just losing out. On, I can just imagine how this can help uh, those types of banks. Yeah, like even where my daughter lives in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, it's all community banks and credit mm -hmm. unions. That's what I was missing, the credit unions, for yeah, sure, man. Yeah, and they need to take advantage of the situation right now and, you know, have a hybrid, like they make themselves a hybrid bank mm -hmm. where they're digital and they're brick and mortar. Right. And the other thing that um, these banks can do is they don't take advantage of working with a company who can provide them with, like, eight branded ATMs in the community. Do you, on that note, I was thinking about this. Do you think ever like Cash App will open a bank like a brick and mortar? They might. They have so. I mean, I mean, look at Walmart. They've tried to open a bank. Yeah, that didn't work out. Very well. No, but they keep trying one way or another, like partnering with people yeah, to bring banking services. I think we're gonna see that this year. I think we're gonna see like PayPal have like an institution, like a place where you can walk in. These I mean, look at Capital One, right? There's, it's a they basic, did that. They have a coffee shop, and yeah. you can go in there and you can get help. Yep, in the coffee shop, you can ask questions. Have a person in there. It actually looks really state of the art, and it I looks love, cool. There's I one in Delray. In there, and do some work. Yeah. There's one in Delray. I don't have a Capital One card anymore, but I could get one. Anyone can get one. No, I'm just saying. Then we can go to their cafe. I don't know if there's <laughs> one around here in Fort Lauderdale. 
I don't know. I've never seen it, but I know in Del Rey they have one. So How far away is it? 30, 40 minutes. I would drive 40 minutes to check that out. Yeah. So, so you know, bank a lot of the small banks, they might have an ATM like at their branch. Right. But then they don't put ATMs out in the community. Mm-hmm. Right. We have the ability to help a small bank put some ATMs out in the community, brand them to their bank. Right. Now, maybe people can just take money out unless you want to spend big bucks on ATMs that can take deposits. Mm-hmm. But maybe they want to do that in a certain area, right? But where people can take money out and then just like at the bank, we can make it where it's surcharge free right, to your customers, right? And then a lot of the small banks, they'll tell me, well, we don't have armored car. Well, we also, we work with a nationwide armored car providers. And we have private armored car providers, and then they can go service the cash needs at those machines, load the cash and all that and give the bank a footprint in the community. Because a lot of times I'll give you an example, like we work with one bank and they finance the mall. Right. Right. So at the mall, they want to have two ATMs. So we hooked them up directly with the with the company who we work with Mm -hmm. and the, they bought two ATMs and they put them in the mall and then armored car goes there and loads the ATMs for them, services the ATMs and all that. And then the mall was happy because they, put, they don't have to mess with it. Right. They don't have to mess with it. And they put in the bank and the people that live in the town, most of them bank at that bank, they get surcharge free. There you go. You know, like winner, winner. Like we just added on our platform where if the ATM qualifies, we can have USAA surcharge free uh, withdrawals on on any ATM that qualifies in our fleet. Oh, Not nice. all of them qualify, but only ones that are in like uh, public locations. Not like in a a bar or a nightclub, but in any kind of like convenience store, gas station, liquor store. Those qualify to get that. But they can get they can make it so that they can do all the you know have partnerships to 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 take advantage of take advantage of the situation that's going on now before all these neo banks and digital banks you know gain more traction yeah i mean especially with the youth they don't care about going into your bank right they are not gonna i mean if there's an option there, they wouldn't go into the bank. Right. Yeah. I mean, and so I moving forward, like if you're thinking about your customer, right. The customer itself, if that's how they, but you're not thinking about the business, how they want to get paid or how they want to get their money. Right. Then, I mean, you're going to lose out on so much opportunity of coming up in the next couple of years because the FinTech industry is booming and the investors are, spilling billions of dollars in, into startups, uh, trying to create better ways for us to get paid and to buy stuff in the bank in general. And so. even payroll companies like in popping payroll. up like these payroll app companies where businesses can pay you them. by the day, dude. That right. is amazing. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like about the pay by the day, I talked to a couple of companies who have those apps and, and they don't really have a solution for the taxes. That's terrible. Yeah, so that's not good. But I did see some other companies where it's an app, and then if the if the business 
has the payroll through that company, then that all the employees get the app, and then they all the money goes into the app, and then they can send it to their bank account or get like a virtual credit card in there. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty cool way, you know, like they can get a put it on their Apple, you know, like on they could load it into their Apple Pay. Right. They can do a lot of different stuff, pay their bills out of some of these apps. Yeah, I mean, you can do everything nowadays. You don't I mean, need it's not, the thing is you don't need a bank. Like it you do right like if you want to be a grown-up right you want to go and buy yourself a house or a, you want a, a loan to start a business or something right yeah but you don't you don't necessarily need that anymore like you for, can, for small stuff you, you don't really need, you don't need that but it's also i think that's why i said it's a good time for the community banks and the credit unions to take advantage of this current there's a vacuum, right? So there's a huge big opportunity, right? There's a huge opportunity to step up, step up the game and then have a, you know, bring the digital into your bank and then also tell stories. You know, the bank could then pump it up on their social media by telling stories about how they're helping the local business community, how they're helping the people in the local community, how they're helping the you know, an employer, maybe, maybe you go to an employer that has a hundred, 200 employees. Right. And then with, then with oper- offering these, you know, services, it just brings so many other opportunities, it, you know, that open the door to so much other things for you in the bank. Right. Yeah. Well, you, you open your door, you open up yourself where somebody's not going to, and especially like I look in areas like where my daughter lives. Okay. So you travel outside of Cedar Rapids. I don't know if there's a bank in these like little small towns. Usually not. But if you were able to put an ATM over there where they could get money from your bank, or maybe you're able to send somebody there and you set up like a virtual office there once a week or something in that town. And you start to, you know, maybe you have a small storefront and you put an ATM inside there. They all got a strip mall, something. Right. So, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I think people need to think outside of the box of how they can help businesses. Like, we talked to a couple companies about, hey, you could put a kiosk in your bank and someone can walk up to the kiosk and apply for a merchant account um, and all different things like that. And it's that's where everything is going because this kiosk thing is completely out of control. We talked about it on another podcast about all the self-checkout, right? Yeah, you know, the kiosk thing, is a, that's a great idea. Yeah. So you can have a kiosk in your bank, you know, or let's say you can set up like even a un, an unmanned. Like I, I remember years ago going to the grocery store mm-hmm. and Bank of, I don't want to say the name. Bank, yeah, said it. OK, Bank of America had a. Um, What's up, Christian? Peace. They, happy FinTech Friday to you, sir. Yes. Happy. Hey, Christian. And then they had a, a kiosk like in the. um in Publix, a small section, mm-hmm. they cut it out like a little service desk, right? Right. So it's not manned on the weekend, right? right? But they had an ATM there from the bank. I've, com- I've seen, I remember that. I've never seen something yeah, like that. They had that a computer over there. They had brochures with information, right? And you could, and then they even sometimes had somebody manning it one day. I had like a problem, and that person was able to. And that's help how you get out. business. Right. And that's how you get business. And I think that banks need to look at like how that they can put themselves out in the community because maybe you don't want to open up more branches 
right? It's expensive. Right. It's expensive. Especially it, right now. You got to put a safe in there, you know, one of those big, massive uh, vaults and everything, right? But maybe opening up these, like, storefronts. You know, I think somebody's got to, some bank's going to think outside of the box. And I mean, you're seeing that down, I, that down here in Florida, dude. You drive around in one of these little, like, uh, what are they called again? The spring, the little malls. Yeah, strip malls. Strip malls. I think the I Think Bank, like, over here. That's, I mean, this is an office building, right? Yeah, but they have a banker there. But it, but it, in my, it, it's not a standalone, right? Like, it's not like a bank. No, that is in, a bank. No, I'm saying like in traditional, like you see a bank, it's like it's standing. Oh alone. no, it's in a shop. It's in an office building, or it's standing alone, right? Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and but down here in South Florida, like over right the Space Coast, whatever they call it, the Credit Union, right, is inside of another strip mall. It's just like. I love Florida, man. The way that everyone gets money down here. It's like if it's, if it's open, let's go move in there. If it doesn't work, we'll try something else. But to get to your point, yes, people need to utilize the space that we have. No, I'm talking about like create... establishing like a small space. That's what I'm saying. Inside of, you know, wherever it is, inside of another business, inside of the local grocery store, or just in a strip mall, get a small 500, 600, 1,000 sure. square feet of space. Have an ATM, put some kiosks in there, and be in the community. Yeah, no, that's a great, uh, that, you know, for sure, man. Because I think it's very, it's it, a lot of that is lacking. The other thing that's lacking is the lack of financial education, huh. you know, and 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 I think you know, look, you know, I, I think that banks need to provide, <clears throat> you know, financial education and go out into the community. I mean, I haven't talked to people. This podcast talks about, you know, I think that we give good education about financial literacy on what you need. I think we should do it better. I think we should focus on that this year a little bit better Yeah, and be very more like just precise, short, just factual stuff that, you know what I mean? Yeah. We try to tell, yeah, we try to tell story about how I opened the business. What did I have to go through? What are the steps? And those steps don't change whether you're in the digital age or the paper age, right? <clears throat> you know, you still have to go through, you know, you need your corporation and all that. But one of the one of the pain points I heard from banks that I talked to at the convention was opening a personal account is easy for them to do, right? Digitally. Opening a business account is a little more challenging. On the on a to open a, a digital bank. Yeah, even the digital banks don't do a good job of because we get a lot of applications in of people applying for a merchant account and then they they bank at some whatever, a neo bank, right? And then those some of those I don't want to say that they're fraudulent, but I would say that it's a gray area. It's it's uh like one of them recently the guy everything looked legit. Until we couldn't find the guy. The guy's address was not a legit address. It was a UPS store. Mm. And then the person that owned the company didn't even live in the United States. And then they had a federal tax ID number. So they opened up the bank account. But then it wasn't like a legitimate U.S. based business. 
scammers so, are scamming. So it's, you know, we see a lot of identity theft going on right now, too. People applying for merchant accounts, and then it's a big identity theft. You got to be careful out here, man. And the whole thing. And if if someone from Nationwide Payment Systems calls you and says, hey, uh, you should check your, you know, your stuff because. Your personal credit report. Because, you know, someone applied for a merchant account. Don't jump down Anna's throat for trying to warn you guys, please. Just, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Word of advice. Right. You might want to listen to someone if they're telling you that, you know, there's some shady things going on. I would. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. You got to pay attention to what's going on with all that. Uh, yes, you do. And uh, that's, you know, that that's the whole whole thing going on. Is that just, just a lot of, you know, with and banking, it's important, you know, for it's important. There's a big opportunity. Like we said, there's a big opportunity. This whole fintech thing, like what is fintech? Financial technology. And people want everything quick, what, fast. What's easy. the difference between payment technology and fintech technology? It's the same. The only thing is fintech is more broad term. And fintech encompasses lending and payroll and anything financial. Even Listen, look at it. Look at taxes, right? Mm -hmm. Is another one. How many people just go online to like TurboTax right. or whatever those other tax websites are, file for their taxes, even what did H&R Block? They started losing money. Mm -hmm. So H&R Block has it online now too. Oh, yeah. I think they have a website. You can go oh, file dude, your taxes. Dude, it's where I filed my taxes last year. It's free. They do it fast. People right. Come in. So that's what I mean. See, there's an example of a brick and mortar business that saw losing traction. What did they do? went to the went over to the they got with the times they got with the times and that's <laughs> and that's what banks need to do i mean there's also opportunities coming up where we're talking to the armored car company about being able to offer people these special cash safes where you can put all your cash into a special safe and then at a certain time during the day whatever's in there they electronically deposit it to your bank account that is really baller. And I think that we're going to see banks want to partner with companies like Nationwide Payment Systems who can bring that to the bank and enable yeah, them. because banks aren't thinking about doing that, right? They don't have the capability of offering it themselves. Right. Well, they would have to have their own armored car. Right. Then they would have to get the equipment. They'd have to learn how to program Sounds it. like a lot of overhead. They'd have to go set it all up. Well, Sounds like a whole team. So here's where that's another fintech product that we're working on that's available to banks. I mean, I think we're also going to see like, you know, we have a get one of the people who's watching the podcast right now, Chris, he works for a crypto company, right? Yeah. So, you know, we're going through this whole rigmarole with crypto right now. And I think that the U.S. needs to, you know, enact similar laws to what they have in Japan. We so mentioned that, that last week, yeah. Right. So that the 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 crypto is not these exchanges don't have the crypto. I mean, look what we just found out. The Celsius company now is it actually owns everybody's house that bought a house using Celsius. So I'm sure <laughs> there's gonna be a massive class action lawsuit yeah. about on the billions and billions of dollars. Because that I was a whole with, little I don't know. That was a giant, like a giant, a giant scam. For those of you who don't know, people were being able to buy houses with crypto. 
Right. Well, they would stake, they would take stake their crypto. crypto. Let's say you had 10 Bitcoins worth 50 grand. So that was 500 grand. You could take your crypto, give it to Celsius. Yep. They would loan you, let's say, 60 to 70%. So let's say they give you 300 grand. You take the 300 grand cash yep. and you go buy a house. Well, now those same crypto coins that were worth 50, remember, they went up to 70, but then they're down to the 20s now, right? So now the Celsius company's upside down and people are upside down in these loans and it's a whole mess. So it's a big mess. It's a big crypto giant. is just in a giant mess yeah it's uh, a big giant mess and it might be that also might be an opportunity for banks too to be the custodian because that's what i was reading in japan that the the custodians over those places where the cryptos held are banks yeah and there's another there's a private they have like not a private but like a you know a team a branch of the bank of the bank yeah part of the bank that is the one just with that yeah they're the ones watching the crypto right like hawks Right. So they're watching the crypto. I like it when you the way that it, when I read how they do it, like you buy the crypt, you put the money in the wallet, buy the crypto, it all gets removed immediately. They're, right. That it just makes sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. The exchange, then you take the money off of the exchange and it's held at this bank type situation. Yeah. And it's overlooked by a actual bank. Yeah, who are used to overlooked by the actual government. Right, but I'm saying it's they're used to handling transactions yeah. and money and everything. It just makes yeah, man. I I think America needs to step up that. Yeah, and then a whole other thing came out about the whole FTX thing that there might have been some criminal activity of who was actually using the you purchasing crypto through there. Or laundering money through well, FTX. I said it a while, long time ago. You do you not think that every cartel is not was not laundering billions of dollars over the past couple of years? Yes, somebody was. Every exactly. cartel known to man was dumping money into the crypto, right. whatever. But I digress. Um, what were we talking about? The no, uh, no so we're just talking about like digitizing the bank. It's a big opportunity. It's a huge opportunity. This is a big, we're going to see, this is a big shift. I know that the author of the book, that he's writing another book all about it, but it's a, the whole convention that we went, that I went to was all about digitizing, digitizing, digitizing. Every single booth was digitizing kiosks, software, software that could help you loan money. You know, also link the bank to outside sources for loans. Like right. if they didn't want to loan the person money, but they still wanted to help the person, they could go to outside sources through those companies and get that person a loan maybe from another bank. Mm -hmm. There's all sorts of stuff that's out there for, for the banks to like get out and establish a bigger digital footprint, you know? Yep. And also like their websites, you know? step the game up on your you know on your website and provide more um, i know it's you know videos so uh, with the website thing and banks i know it's a little difficult because they're probably most of the time they're like trapped in this like ridiculous contract with some a company company that only builds websites for banks but ladies and gentlemen don't get you know 
okie doke. Uh, it's it, it's not 1990. It's not it's not 2000. It's not 2010. It's 2023. There is a lot of ways to upgrade your website effectively, affordably, and quickly. Yeah, and also you know like, and we also talk about like, I just think that financial education offering security offering like even like every bank now gives you access to like your some way to look at your credit report community banks and credit unions yeah i would say if there's some sort of funding that you guys could get to to put a financial literacy class for your constituents i think that would be a yeah the other thing is look be active in the you know also you know, be active in the community. That's something that we're looking to do this year is to be active in the community and 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 find out if we can go out and do some financial educational information like the people starting businesses. Right. And things like that. We've talked to a few of those like startup places about I would not there. mind sitting on panels and talking. Yeah. And educate people. Like let them ask questions. Tell a story about it. How we how you started a business, what you need to do to get your business started from people who actually started multiple businesses, yeah. you know, and that way people understand because now we're going through another another surge, right? Because everybody's looking at like, okay, do I need a side hustle, right? Hell yeah! And that's another opportunity you for see banks. The price of eggs for that's another yeah. Well, the price of everything. That's another opportunity for the for the banks to take advantage of things like that and and, and partner with like the local um, the local like startup club or offer you know offer you know information. the co working space that you got at right. the library or whatever right offer to go there and provide educational information to people or offer go get a business owner that works with your bank and have them go with you out to a place and talk to people. Yeah, because for sure, because the younger generation, you know, we learn all the time when we ask questions in the office, you know, they don't have a clue the difference, right? Like they don't even know the difference between a bank, a, a, a Neo bank or a, you know, right. They don't know. They a, just see it on their phone. Yeah. They see a commercial on TV chime. Ooh, let me download that. Boom, boom. Oh, I can add my direct deposit to that. I don't have to do anything. Right. Like, come on, man. So it's, you know, people, but, all, but, you know, I think like we, you know, like we stay involved in the community. We did our community giving project and now we're looking to, to see how we can go out and, and go provide some like financial education in the, local community here in Broward County, South Florida. And we're going to contact, reach out, contact some organizations and we'll put it out there to them. And then if they want us to come in, then we'll come in and talk to them about financial education for opening a business. Because people need to understand when they open a business, they need to have really good, strong grip on financial literacy. Absolutely. And this is where community banks can, you know, can tap in and if some community bank was partnered with us they could tap into us to say hey we want you to do a podcast for us that we could use with our you know or a webinar for our for our bank so we could send it out to our constituents right yes. 
and provide some educational information about starting a business or whatever it is that they want, you know, we can help them with, you know. And there's tons of ways that you that we can help the banks. Yeah, figure exactly. That out too. Yeah, there's a lot, you know, listen. We started a podcast. We didn't know anything about podcasting. We came because technology way. is overwhelming, right? To someone who is not, you know, up to speed, right? But people want to have it quick, fast, and easy. They want to be able to open their bank account, <coughs> apply for apply for a loan, get information, contact the banker. I mean, I saw all sorts of stuff at that convention: chatbots, all kinds of different things that people had on their on their. Uh, Website. On their website uh, to put on websites for banks. There was tons of people. There was people providing digital marketing services, kiosks, computer screens, all kinds of things. You know, now it's just up to the banks to figure out like, okay, what are we going to budget for? How are we going to do that? How are we going to provide financial information and, and all of those different things? Do you think that, I think that, do you think community banks underlook, like they overlook that, that whole I don't think they thought about it. I think they, I, yeah, maybe, but I, th- yeah, I definitely do. They're overlooking it. And I, you know, one thing I do is missing out on a huge group of people. One thing who, I, if look, just real quick, yeah. like if I don't, if, if I was, if it was, it was very difficult for me to go into my bank to get an, a, 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 a business checking account. Right. And then even more so difficult of getting a merchant account. Right. Right. Yeah. So then what did I do? Went to PayPal. Exactly. Right. Even as I was walking out, I didn't even, I told him, I said, I'm not even going to do this. I'll just use PayPal. And the person was like, yeah, we hear that all the time. And you guys just accept it. So I think that's something that I don't know that that's, that starts from up top. Right. But it's, there's an opportunity out there to stop that and get people to use yes. a service that your bank can offer that, that the people want. So they can get set up quick, fast, and easy. And let me tell you, technology is coming to the point where pretty soon you're not going to need to have an actual credit card machine. There's these new phones, okay? All the new phones, the latest iPhone, the latest Android phones, all are equipped with this NFC. And the software is now being approved by Apple and Google. And I think that we're going to see that software come out in the next by the end of the first quarter, mm-hmm. beginning of the second quarter, we're going to see that software released. And then you'll be able to get a merchant account, get an app on your phone and start taking payments right away. I saw another one where a guy had an app that you could get. You could get this app. I could like get somebody to make it. They would make me. They would make an app for me. Right. And then the app could put a QR code. It would have a QR code on there so I could be in front of Justin, say, oh, Justin, that's $49.28. Hit hit a button, a QR code pops up. Justin can scan the QR code and then make me a payment. If he's got Apple Pay or Google Pay, boom, the payment's made. Nice. So there's all kinds of technology like that that's coming out. But the other thing is the apps, the app we're talking about is going to actually have the ability someone could do a tap and pay. Someone could just take their Apple Pay and put it next to the phone. How close are we with the little the mobile? Very close. We're within the within the by the first quarter. All of this new mobile stuff is going to be released. You're not even going to want that little box. You're just going to have have it on your phone, unless you have an old phone. Then you're going to need the little box. Yeah. But if you have the new phone, 
You're not going to need a, a credit card machine. You're just going to use the phone. I mean, it's crazy. I think that that's going to be a big game changer. For sure. And banks need to be offering that to their customers because people want to level up their technology. Level up, level up, level up. I mean, if I didn't have to have a, if you didn't, let's say you're a, a business owner. You're going out. You just made a bunch of shirts like this. Now you're going over to deliver them, right? Or you made a bunch of hats. Now you're going to deliver it, right? You show up. You don't have to carry around a credit card machine. You don't have to carry around a dongle. You don't have to do any of that. Open up your app. Justin, you owe me $350.87. Boom. Justin takes his card, does a tap and pay, takes his phone, does an Apple pay, a Google pay, or scans the QR code. Key enters his card. Boom. Done. Email receipt, text receipt. You're out of there. No extra thing to carry around. Worry about that it's charged up or anything. You could be at an art show, a flea market, a fair on the road, you know, look at expenses. Let's say you're an air conditioning company, right? Okay. Now you got to go buy a bunch of mobile machines for your, for all your drivers. You got 20 guys on the road. Uh, nope. No Just everybody has it on their phone. Give them all a night, give them, get them all a new iPhone. Boom. You're done. Stop gassing it up until we got it, but I can't wait till we, I've been wanting to sell soon. that. I've been wanting to sell it so bad. People yeah. Ask, they, a lot of, I know a lot of people in the service industry, like, uh, right. you know, like carpenters, drywallers, masons, blah, blah, blah. And they don't want to have to deal with sending an invoice anymore for materials and right. stuff like so that. Another new thing we have coming out, too, is they shouldn't have to wait to get paid if they bought materials. Right. You right. know what I mean? They, it just it just makes everything more efficient. Yeah. And we all and we go for next day funding. The other thing that's cool, too, is. We're coming out with a really new product. Let's say you're a business and someone needs to finance something. So instead of them going and, oh, they got to go get a home equity loan or maybe they got to go fill out a bunch of paperwork. Right. Or they got to go to a website, wait two or three days and then or they get approved. Then they got to wait for the money to come Then they got to bring a check back to the business. Now we're going to have a new thing where the business can just have a QR code, tell the person to scan it. Right. So let's uh, show up at Justin's house. Oh, it's going to be 500 bucks to replace your hot water heater. Eh, they don't have the money. Oh, we have this finance product here. Scan this QR code. Justin opens the web page, puts in all his information. A plot, you know, connects to his bank. Right. Then they tell him, oh, that's, Justin, that's to borrow 500 bucks. Justin picks it out. Oh, I want a 90 day same as cash. Right. Because he's. You know, just a little short right now. Yeah. But he knows he's going to have the money. Boom, boom. Approved. He gets a digital credit card on his phone. The phone shows it to the guy. The guy key enters it on his phone. Voila. Paid right there on the spot. So that's going to be, I think there's there's some amazing tools that we've been working on that are all coming out within the next two to three months. And these are all going to make businesses happy business owners happy and these are the kind of things that banks need to go show offer to their customers say hey here's the next generation of payments absolutely right and the, and the amount of home-based businesses small businesses mobile business and that I, this new term i like solopreneurs hmm. right Single, that was a solopreneur right a solopreneur right so I'm still you, in well a solopreneur you don't have any employees yeah. so it's a one person business these products are perfect for those businesses. Mm -hmm. Perfect. So anything in the news 
fintech you want to talk about oh fintech in the news just a lot of stuff going on with crypto you see oh, sbf requested oh. to get access to his robin hood account so he could pay for his lawyers <laughs> that's crazy they should just they're gonna give it to him they're gonna give it to him what why not i don't know it's all stolen money i don't think so good man i don't know dude. i mean there's just a lot of stuff going on with crypto in the news it's not his shares from Robin oh, oh, his shares. Okay. Well, who? Do, how did he buy it? With what? <laughs> Ill-gotten ill gains. You know, but there's armed all, robbery. There's a lot of stuff going around about taxes, and do not file your business taxes so fast because it's not real. There's, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. There's a bunch of stuff going on with the with the tax code right now, and the IRS has come out and said, "Oh, well, we're not doing this, and we're not going to enforce that. We're not enforcing this." So you don't want to file because you might end up paying too much tax. But there's a lot of stuff going on with that, like the six hundred dollar thing. They're not sure what to do, but I think that that kind of cleaned itself up with some self regulation, right? Because it kind of forced those companies to say, "Oh." You're processing, you know, 10 transactions a week. You have a business. That's not your friends just giving you money. Yeah. And they, I think that cleaned up, I don't know, maybe 50%. Uh, that's a high number. I'll, okay. I'll say 40. Okay. So it cleaned up a portion of that. Yeah. And, you know, and then there's some other tax stuff that's going on. I, I think people don't read the news, read what's going on enough, but you need to look at what's going on with taxes. It was another thing where I saw where people might actually get more money on their paychecks, but I don't know if that's where in Florida or everywhere, everywhere with some kind of reduction thing, but you got to watch out for that because I think it's, it, it, it sounds, it sounds a little fake because you're going to get a reduction, but then you're going to end up having to pay it at the end of the year. So I don't agree with those kinds of. And that, my ladies and gentlemen, was the sound of the end of the podcast because Rocky just let one go. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, thank you, Rocky. All right. Well, it's Friday, FinTech Friday. Everybody have a great weekend. Peace out. And we'll talk to everybody soon. You Stay get positive. More, want to find out more information about our banking program, visit NationwidePaymentSystems.com. Go to the partner page. And you can get more information and we can set up a meeting and talk to you about partnering with your financial institution, community bank, bank, credit union, neobank, or whatever financial type business that you're in. And we'll talk to everybody soon. Peace out. Peace. I don't think that that text to book thing works anymore. Hello, everyone. We'd like to take this time to thank our sponsors, Nationwide Payment Systems and NPS Printer. We'd also like to shout out the listeners and everyone that subscribed to our YouTube channel. Thank you for tuning in. If you'd like to reach Alan or myself, head over to b2bvault.info where you'll find two forms, one to contact us and another if you're interested in becoming a sponsor. If you'd like to sign up for our merchant account, Click the Apply Now button located at the top of the page of b2bvault.info where you'll answer a few questions and you'll be on your way to processing payments in no time. The podcast is available on Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, and other popular streaming networks. Thanks again for listening.